what do you do here? The music stopped. I'm in a ditch. What happens next? And there's my chicken, right? So I'm going to pause this. I'm going to eat my chicken nuggets. And I'll come back and I'll tell you what happened when I was lying in the ditch. Hello, yes, it's Terry McHugh talking around the house. I have not done one of these in about a month, but it was because I didn't want any distractions. Every waking hour, every spare moment was spent working on the show, World on a String, for the Mac Theatre. So if, you know, if I had a spare hour, I wasn't going to go, oh, I'll record a wee podcast and I'll edit that and I'll stick it up. It was like, I've got an hour, I'm going to write and tweak and figure out how this show is going to work. And if you were there, I hope it showed. I hope that you could see the effort that it went into it uh, to try and make it a sort of a nice flowing story and structure and all that kind of poncy, arty crap. Uh, but it was, honestly, it was like, I turned up the first night and I was told the ticket numbers and I was like, oh my God. That many people are coming out of their own houses. Well, obviously their own houses, they're hardly going to be coming out of somebody else's house. Unless my f- sort of audience is a bunch of cat burglar type people. Uh, but I, I was like, that many people are coming out, getting taxis, getting babysitters, you know, going out of their way to come see me do this show. And then it turned up the second night. And it was, because exp- I didn't think would have sold two nights. I reckon two nights was maybe too much. And the second night, I got the numbers and they were slightly higher than the night before. And I just can't believe that many people come out to see me over a, a weekend. And every single one of you, thank you very, very much. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I had an absolute ball. I loved it. Uh, it was one of them ones. I'd never done the vast majority of that material before. I was closing with a bit that I was like, oh, you know, the... It's a bit you could easily not get, uh, you know, and the, the bits in between and talking about stuff in the 90s and all. And I wasn't, I mean, basically I walked out that first night. I didn't know if I had a show. And I think every comic walks out, like every comedian walks out, every real comedian walks out going, might not have a show here. So I walked out the first night, done it, and it was brilliant and I was so I came off so happy and someone said to me says did you record that and I went no I didn't uh, and like, oh you should have recorded it and I'm delighted that it didn't because I think if I recorded it I would have went back to my the apartment I was staying in in Belfast I stayed in an apartment which I had to laugh I was checking in on the Friday afternoon and of course it was me and I'd been driving and traveling so I had something Celtic on I mean you should know that by now I just wear Celtic stuff so I landed the check-in and I went in and the, the reception foyer, whatever you call it, and there was like about 20 fellas there, all bags, suitcases, are all checking in, right? It's clearly a stag do. And I went, okay, right, I'll just stand here quietly and wait. And then I heard the accents. It was like, all right, love, we're here for to check-in for the weekend. Aye, it's fucking Billy stag do. Right, Billy from Glasgow stag do. Oh, and then one of them turned around and just goes, oh, 
Celtic man, Aggie. You picked the wrong fucking time to check in. And I took dogs abuse. It was good natured, like, you know, there was no malice in it. But I took dogs abuse for about 10 minutes, standing there going, well, I picked the right place to stay. Uh, the apartment was lovely. Oh, lovely. Had a view of one of the hard and cranes and the Odyssey, you know, it was all very nice. Uh, but no, if I'd recorded it, I would have went back to the apartment and I would have listened to it and I would have picked holes in it, you know. And then what I would have done was I would have went out the next night trying to, you know. It's, and so I went out the second night thinking, right, I've got a show, but I've got to make sure that I do the show ju- the same justice I did it last night, that the audience gets the same performance and the same energy and the same, you know, and they did. They did. And it was lovely. And I didn't record that one either. Because again, I would have sat and picked holes in it afterwards and I didn't want to do that. I wanted to walk away from that weekend and go... I'm happy, uh, and I, was, I I really enjoyed doing that show. There's times you sort of do shows, and they're grand, and you have fun doing them and all. But you know, you go in, you think, right, that was good, that was fun. Uh, I'll do it again next week, and you go and you do it again the next week, wherever date, and you're like, yeah, yeah, that was good. This show, I really can't wait to do it again. So hopefully. Uh, I've got to have a couple of conversations with a couple of people, but hopefully we'll take that out on the road. So if you couldn't get that in Belfast, hopefully maybe you'll get to see it in, I don't know, maybe Antrim or Patrick or Enniskillen or Oma or wherever. But I say a few conversations that need to be had and a few bits and pieces they iron out. Uh, but I don't know, right? Yo-yo tricks at all. The majority of them worked, uh, which was good. The projector sort of screen thing let me down a wee bit but it was no big deal it was nothing I couldn't deal with and that's why I said uh, I said it on the radio I think I might have said it on the telly was that I wanted to wait until I was a comedian before I did this show right? and I've said before just, just, and I don't care if you know people hear this and get annoyed but sticking comedy or comedian after your name on social media doesn't make you a comedian. I've seen boys who've done 10 gigs and their Facebook page is blah, 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 comedian. I say, like, are you a comedian? You, you know, you, you could, and that's not being the Spartan. It's basically you have so much more to learn until you can say you're a comedian. You know what I mean? I mean, like you don't just buy a van and put your name on the side of a van and put electrician underneath it. I go, oh, I'm an electrician now. I've wired 10 plugs. You know, and comedian's the same. Although I've, some of the people I've had do work for me over the years, you'd think that is exactly what they've done. Uh, it's like, oh, I'm Billy Barnes, joiner. Joy, what, what, what did you, oh, I cut a piece of wood once. Like, ah, I don't know. Uh, you know, I built a bar, but you don't see me run the book calling myself a joiner or a, you know, or a shed builder or whatever the again, official title is. And th- this actually, I'm toying with the idea of starting filmless. Because, I mean, I'm stood here in my kitchen right now, uh, waiting on my chicken nuggets. There's six minutes left in my chicken nuggets, so if that beeps when I'm still talking, uh, I'll just pause this, eat my chicken nuggets, and then come back to you. Oh, and I'm just, I'm recording this on the, on the MacBook, because apparently it's like having a recording studio. I don't feckin' know. But, uh, I've just seen there, it tells me how long I'm talking when I look at it. That's, that's handy. Uh, but I'm talking about they're starting to film this in the bar. And I'll, I'll, then you see, you want to change the name then. Because you're not talking around the house, you're Terry's in the bar. I wonder how easy it is to change the name of a podcast. Hmm. Must look into it. Uh, but I'm going to record in the bar. And then I might have the occasional guest and actually do something with Because I know, because someone said to me at the show, says, God, you haven't done the, the podcast in a couple of weeks. And I was like, ah, yeah. you know. So I need to now sort of, 
having seen the audience I can get the tickets I can sell just based on touring and running around telling jokes uh, it's time now to build on that so we can go out on tour and sell those kind of tickets uh, so this is going to be the first part of it just doing this regular uh, I need to figure out what the rest of it is so if you're listening to this like it and subscribe to it and tell your mates about it just tell them look it's a podcast with an ordinary comedian waffling crap in his kitchen you know, cause, and that's what it is, and it makes that makes me absolutely hurry. I mean, I don't even this this hasn't been funny yet. This has been me basically banging on about a great show that I had, uh, and everyone at Mac Theatre was brilliant. They were all superb. Uh, couldn't have asked for better. Walked in from the guys front of the house to the bar staff to the security guy, the most welcome one of, actually one of the most welcome theatres I've been in. It was brilliant. Uh, the Michelin tech guy, he was absolute legend. You know, when you walk on stage and you know there's a guy up there looking after you, you know there's a safe pair of hands up there, it makes the show easier. You know, it's it's one less thing for me to worry about. So it was all just brilliant. It was brilliant. It was a great weekend. Uh, had pints on the Friday night with my best mate, and then Saturday night it was me our best mate because I've got a few best mates, but wasn't able to make it. And then she messaged me about four o'clock on the Saturday going, is there any tickets left for that? I was like, I'll get you a few tickets, I. Uh, she says, I'm coming up. So she comes in stay, didn't get to see her afterwards, but, uh, the fact that she was able to come up and see it was good. And, but it was weird because you only got two, uh, free tickets per night. So I had to walk into the theatre and go, hello, I would like tickets for Terry McHugh, World on a String. And they went, name. And I went, Terry McHugh. Uh, it was basically a Yellow Pages advert, which isn't my joke. That's Fraser Rob said that he opened for me. Brilliant as always. Love Fraser to pieces. Uh, just a nice guy to have around before and after a show. You know, because I was just sitting waffling shape with him before, huh? and it sort of calms you. Chill, you know, because you, you, you're just chatting shape to someone, you sort of forget that there's a show coming, so you don't end up pacing the floor, crapping yourself. But the whole weekend was brilliant. It was wonderful. If you came, thank you very, very much. Uh, and as I say, hopefully we'll tour that. So we will. But what have I been up to? Well, I thought my mother was going to kill me again. If you listen to this, you'll know about the Guinness sprinkler system. If you don't know about it, go listen to the last one. But I genuinely thought my mum was going to kill me again. I went out for a run. This is about four or five weeks ago. This is a while ago. Like, So I was out for a run. And uh, I got up to the top of the our driveway out onto the road I was like right, okay we'll just take it easy we'll do a wee bit and uh, I got up around the corner and I don't know what happened but I don't know I might have talked about this already I don't know but I was running up and uh, I put my foot in like a pothole type thing because the roads around here are like driving on the moon I mean, I, like the, the roads here are that bad uh, you know when you're paying your road tax I th- I'm, I'm near sure I've had this road tax rant before. But anyway, I was running, right? And I put on a fail. And like a proper fail. Like, a, you know, like I've never fallen before not drunk. It's a weird experience. Just the f- sober fall is just bizarre. And a fail. And it's just the ground came up to meet me as it does. And I sort of rolled over. I actually done a full rollover, like head over heels thing. Uh, forward roll, that I think they call that in PE. And 
IP. Like, did, I, did you ever? I asked one day, like, is there any teachers in? And one guy went, yeah. And I was like, well, what do you teach? And he went, PE. And I was like, is there any real teachers in? Like, I mean, let's be honest. PE teachers tended to be your RE teacher, but with a whistle. Uh, so I forward rolled it, and my music stopped. And, and I, was, I went down. I didn't put my palms down to save myself. I put, for some reason, I turned my hands, knuckles down. So my knuckles smashed, not both hands, one hand, sort of smashed into the ground, and I rolled... And then it, it sort of got all scraped, uh, like friction cuts, and my knee hit the dirt. And, I'd, and so I'd done my forward roll, and then I went on to my side and rolled again. And I was sort of lying there in the grass verge. The music had stopped because of my headphones, and, I was, and it had stopped. And I was like, why is the music stopped? Am I dead? And then I realised just one of my AirPods had fallen out, because I'm a dick with AirPods. And I was sort of going, like, what do you do here? The music stopped. I'm in a ditch. What happens next? And there's my chicken, right? So I'm going to pause this. I'm going to eat my chicken nuggets. And I'll come back and I'll tell you what happened when I was lying in the ditch. Oh, it was lovely. Uh, chicken nuggets. They're not chicken nuggets. They're called the Danish chicken dippers. But that's just a, that's a fancy way of saying chicken nuggets. So, chicken nuggets, uh, you put two bits of bread, mayo on one side, and this weird chilli stuff that I found in the fridge. It is, where is it? Ah. Excuse me. Shriraka. Shriraka chilli mayo sauce. Uh, it's got three chilies, so it's down as hot. And it fucking was too. It's a taste of Thailand. Uh, yeah, that and a pint of water. Because that is right, go on, cat. Jesus Christ. Because uh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to drink two litres of water a day at the moment. Uh, I'm doing alright, I'm doing it. I do it most days. I don't know why. Uh, well, do you know why? For that show, I wanted to get a couple of pounds off because I have a bit of a stage belly. And I wanted to get rid of the stage belly, uh, so I went on a three-day water diet where I just drank two litres of water a day. It wasn't easy. Uh, one of the days I had scrambled eggs. Oh, my mate, she was telling me, scrambled egg. Uh, scrambled egg for yourself, you get four eggs, obviously, and you whisk them up. And then sort of slice ham through it. And then this is the bit, you mix chilli flakes in with it. And then you do your scrambling. Oh my God, it was unbelievable. Uh, that with toast. Oh, might have that. Oh, might have that in a minute, actually. Um, I lose three pounds. I've got a stage belly. So, uh, so yeah. So I'm in a ditch. I'm in a ditch. Right. I'm in this ditch, looking up at the sky. Music stopped. Not too sure why. Uh, looked at my hand. There's blood gushing out of my hand. Right. It's my fucking my yo-yo hand too. Right. Although because I'm so good at yo-yos, both my hands are yo-yo hands. But this was my my predominant yo-yo hand. My right hand. Right. Blood running down out of it. Uh, and I'm like, right, okay, there's blood. And I thought, I've hit my head a wee bit and a wee bit, ooh. And I'm like, oh, I've lost an AirPod there, dear. Um, right, and looked about, and oh, there's the AirPod, right. And I put that back in and the music started again. So they're like, well, I'm not dead. So I got up and I thought, right, now, what I was literally, honestly, I was a couple of hundred metres from the house. Well, a couple of hundred metres from the top of our driveway, which means I was about a mile and a half away from the house. Uh, but <laughs> our house is huge. So 
That's why I can talk around it. There's so many rooms. Uh, there's not, there's not. It's, it's just a country house where you've got a kitchen, like a dance hall, and then all the other rooms are too small. Uh, no, it's not. It's huge. Uh, but anyway, so... So I found my airport. I thought, right, I've got the music's back and I'm not dead. Uh, there's blood running down my arm. My knee's fucking killing me. My head's a bit sore. I thought, I can walk back home or I can keep running. And I've sort of... I've, I've, I'm a stubborn git. Anyone that knows me, well, I am a stubborn git. You tell me you can't do something, I'll do it. Right, no matter what it takes, I'll do it. And I'm now not doing. I'm just. I'm not doing it for my own sort of pleasure at that point in time. I'm doing it to prove you wrong. That's why. I, that's why I'm doing it then. So I was. I can keep running. Go home. I kept running. I just went. Okay, I'm going to keep running. So I done the. I, I'll do a five k. So I've done a five k. But so the blood's flying off my hand everywhere, it's getting in my face and stuff. I mean, anybody that's seen me running towards them, right, sort of limping, and every time my, every time my left foot hit the ground, it was like, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah. Oh. <laughs> so I'm running towards people, right, with blood in my face that spurted up from my hand, and running down, and a whole lot, going, ah, oh, ah. Oh. <laughs> this guy has murdered somebody. So I'm running up, but then I looked down, my knee was killing me, and I looked down at my knee, I'd ripped a hole in the knee of my tracksuit bottoms. And I went, oh no, my ma is gonna kill me. Because that's what you've done as a child when you put a hole in your trousers. You went, oh no, my mummy is going to kill me. <clears throat> and then I realised, Terry, you're a 42 year old man. Your ma's not gonna kill you, you know. But, but still, there was that split second I was a child again going to get lynched for putting a hole in my trousers. So I ran screaming and blood everywhere and I got back to the house and I'd done the 5k. And, I, and I, you know what, I'd done it quite quick too. You know, I'd done it in 31 minutes. It wasn't bad considering I took a tumble and all the rest in the middle of it. And, uh, and the running's going, all right, I'm still doing the running. I've got, I'm trying to do a thing now at the minute, 100k in May. So I've got 30k done. I'm going to go out and do another 10 a day, although it's pissing down. Uh... So we'll see. But I went down our 10 day. I only mean on 40. And we're only, what, nine days in the May or 10, May. So that's a good start. That's a good start. Uh, and because now of all the gigs, because like I have done so much. I was doing Kitty's Tour. Uh, I, didn't, I stepped out. I just stood in on Kitty's Tour for uh, his usual guy. Uh, I think I'd done... And I've done his work in progress as well. I think I've done six or seven dates with him. But that took me straight into GX Tour. And then I came up GX Tour. And then Neil Dalmere asked me to step in for a few uh, of his shows. So I was on Neil Dalmere's tour. And then the world in the string thing coming. So I haven't flat. And then a couple of bits and pieces in between and stuff. So I haven't flat out. I haven't stopped. I haven't stopped. But it meant I couldn't leave my car in for looking at it. Uh, it's MOTs up on the 17th of May. And there's a rattle coming out of it, like, you know, there's a rattle and a bang coming out of the bottom of it. And it's been coming out of it for a right way now. But nothing's fallen off, so I thought I'll just keep going. But I threw it over to my mechanic there, and uh, he says, oh, I said, drop you back in the town here, sure. So he dropped me back in the old town. And uh, he said, like, he says, Terry, Jesus Christ, he says, that that's not a rattle. He says, that's a bang. He says, that's not, you know, he says, that's something, something serious in that right down there, like, so uh, he has that when you it's the start of two days ago when you put your foot in the brake it doesn't well, it stops but there's like a grinding sound like metal on metal so I need new brake pads um, 
it still stinks of oil. Although he was saying to me about getting the thing. If you don't know about this, I put 20 litres, I spilled 20 litres of home heating oil in the boot of my car because I didn't put the lid on one right. Um, and it went all over the place. And the car stunk of oil since. Like, I think I haven't turned up the gigs, has Kate. Uh, but, and it's like, and, but he can end the me back up. He says, it's not that bad, actually. But I mean, it happened in December, we're now in the May, you know what I mean? So, but he was telling me about this thing. You can get called like a, a, a scent bomb. So it's this thing. It sounds fucking amazing. It's this thing you get, it's like a canister and you flick a button on it and you throw it in to the car and you slam the doors and run away basically. And it's like a, it's like a fogger. It just lets all this smell out and then it'll get, it'll get rid of the smell of the oil, hopefully. Uh, now, okay, your car's going to smell of, you know, lavenders and jojoba or something. But it's better than driving about smell home heat and oil. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give that a go. Um definitely. Uh you can get one that's got a new car scent. So it's like a tenner. Here it's worth a go, you know what I mean? So we'll do that. Uh once I get back at home. Uh I was gonna throw it into some of the Valiot, but you can't get anyone in home with a Valiot bloody car. You message them and they just ignore you. They're clearly making a clean fortune, uh pun intended. So we'll give that a go. We'll see how that works out. So, so the cards with him now. It's MOTs next week. So uh, we'll see how that goes. So the set is it next week? It is. Uh, it's the seventeenth next week. Uh, a couple of days after I have a corporate gig in the Galgorm. Actually, must ring that card about that. Uh, but every time I land over, he look at the car, or he'll hear a bang or a bump, and he'll just go like, "Why didn't you come and see me when this actually started?" And you're like, "Well, I couldn't leave a car. We had even it for gigs and stuff." Uh, but oh, he laughs at me. He laughs at me every time I bring it over. So I hope it's. I hope I don't need tires on any of that. I hope it's just a few rattles and clanks need sorted. Uh, so that's over there with him. So I have no car now for the rest of the week. I don't like not having a car. Trapped here in rural, deepest, darkest Tyrone now. I'm a day off. I can't go anywhere. Uh, so hopefully I'll be back. I have a couple of days time. And oh, and I, was, I went to Port Stewart as well. Loads has happened since I last did one of these. Went to Port Stewart to see my mate Potty, who was also a yo-yo champion. I was a better yo-yo champion than him. Like, uh, but he knows Iron Maiden. Um, he's the guy I get. I go see Iron Maiden. I think it backstage passes for now. Went to Port Stewart, and it was brilliant because it was me, it was him, and it was Dave, and I was the youngest one there by at least ten years. They're both in their fifties. I'm still in my forties, and it's the first time I can remember being out, and I'm the youngest. It was also the first time in ages I can remember being out where there wasn't a gig in the way, where I wasn't turning up after, and everyone had been had their night out. And I'm like, oh hello, I'm only starting here. You know, I'm just off work there. Uh, but it was, oh, it was just it was so good. See, just and, but you know the weird thing is, I got the Port Stewart, I got the Paddy's house, and we were walking down to go to the pub. And you want to see in the pub he brought me to, uh, like, I think he brought me in the back way. So you're getting, like, it was like an old, it was like an old bit of waste ground with a, with a pub, the door to a pub in it. Like, uh, I genuinely thought, he's a Protestant, like, I genuinely thought, oh, Christ, that he's been playing the long game here. I'm getting brought in here for a punishment beating. You know, it was a lovely bar once you went in. It was just the way, the, the way, the way he took me in was just basically through the backyard of the place. Uh, <clears throat> And the Guinness was brilliant. I had a couple of pints of Guinness there. And then we went to the Anchor. Now, me and Polly drank in the Anchor many, 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 many years ago. We got there and I said, Mrs. Polly, I don't remember the Anchor being. I guess it was all Wayne's. It was all like 20-somethings and they're all like friggin' just, just you know, you know, they have a clue what they're at. And, and mullets. There was mullets everywhere. And I, I don't mean like, I mean proper, full-on 
you know, squirrel-eating mullets. Uh, like they had the cellular head shaved and then the, the long bit down the back. And it was the it was proper. It was it was a Cletus mullet, and they were all running about them. And good-looking women were talking to them, and you're going, "That must be your cousin." That has to be your cousin you're talking to. Now in Tyrone, obviously that you know, well. but like mullets, it was frightening. It was like what in the name of Christ? Uh, and I says the party. I says party. You know what? I said, I remember this place was a crack and we pub. It was never like this. And he went, ah, I know. He says, I always remember. He says, you know, it wasn't full of Wayne's anywhere. And I was talking to my mate on Monday and it says that to her and she says, no. He says, the anchor's always been like that. She says, the pub has not changed. She says, it's just that you two are 20 years older. And you're like, oh yeah, that is a good point. But we were downstairs in the anchor. Uh, we didn't go up the stairs to disco we bit or whatever. Uh, and then we left her and all the chippies were closed. You couldn't get chips. Like, you know, one in the morning, Saturday night, and you can't get chips. And I wanted chips. So we went home and had, like, Rustler burgers instead. Uh, and I I was hungover on Sunday. I was in a bad way on Sunday. And I had to drive the whole way home from Portstreet to Tyrone, which is only 60 miles, but takes an hour and a half or two hours if you're slightly tired. Uh, get home to watch this because I had to be home for 2 o'clock to watch the Celtic game with the boy because if Celtic won at the weekend they won the league and we won 2-0 and we won the league and we're champions again and it's the second year in a row and Ange Postacoglu was a hero and it was just a really good day it was a brilliant day was, I like you know and normally when Celtic won the league I'd have been either in the pub watching them win the league and then pints and marble lights for the rest of the day or I would watch the game in the house and then go for the pub for pints and marble lights but how things have changed, uh, my Celtic title celebration involved a bath bomb and a bottle of wine. But it was lovely. Uh, and the week before, two weeks before, the week before wasn't, I was a week before, I don't know, would beat Rangers in the semi-final of the Cup. So we're going for a treble. So on the 3rd of June, 3rd of June, uh, there could be one hell of a party in Terry's Bar. One hell of a party could be had in Terry's Bar. Uh, I can't wait. So I can't. But listen, that's me. I'm done. I've done 25 minutes here. That's plenty. Uh, again, if you came to the show, thank you very, very much. If you enjoy listening to us, like it, subscribe it, leave a review. These are the things that help. Leave a review uh, and share it. Share this, right? If you follow me on Twitter or Facebook, whatever, share it. Just go here. Here's a podcast with a comedian uh, that just is talking about his week in his house. You know, and that's where I promise, I promise, if enough of you subscribe to us, I promise I'll do it regularly, right? Because that's what I'm saying. I, this is it. I now have to build on the audience of people by making an online sort of presency thing and, uh, and making this stuff work so that we can go on tour with that show and people will come. So yeah, like it, subscribe it, share it, tell people about it. All that internet love me, love me crap. Uh, thanks for listening. If you've listened this far, uh, I will talk to you again in the week's time. I'm Terry McHugh and I shall see you later.